New tricks. Oh, dogs. Old dogs. My dogs are barking today. New tricks. Can't find a bit of dog it's the old dogs new tricks podcast here's kaikuyu and joey kc and jp new tricks podcast this is episode 19 it's great to be back man good to be back back in the saddle again back in the saddle in indeed outside of seattle Oh man, you want a rap, rap battle? Oh, you don't want this. I'll make your whole head rattle, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't think of any other rattle words. That's okay. That's, okay. that's a tough one, too. That's a tough one right there, man. So, yeah. um, so, you can do that nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So, how yeah. you been, man? Been good. Been good. Yep, yep. Yeah. Been doing, doing doing a little comedy, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been producing, too. Yeah. Been producing, yep. Shout out to Bill. Bill Stewart, Last Laugh Entertainment. Do you find that, that the part to be rewarding, you know, the producing part? Um, is it a rewarding thing for you? Yeah, I think the rewarding part is giving people opportunity, man. Right. You know, I yeah. wish somebody would walk up to me and say, hey, I like you, you know. And, and it happens now, but sure. you know what I mean? So it, it's it's a good good feeling about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be terrible if somebody ever did that, huh? <clears throat> did what? You to, to, to perform. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. When you come off the stage, that was good. That was great. That was good. Okay, so when are you going to put me, when are you going to put me on, man? Then, you know, too many open mics. It's like always a competition. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I understand that, though. Absolutely. Now, the longer I get it, like, you know, some people, this is their hopes and dreams. They're like yeah. banking everything on Absolutely. this. And I'm not. So I understand why it's cutthroat. I understand why you, you know what I mean? Why you step on the next person. I get it. And I'm glad I'm not in a situation where I'm saying it's Hollywood or bust or something like that from because that's that's not the case, man. Here's what I don't understand, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the situation came up where my daughter wanted to, she's been writing some music, you know, and I'm like, well, you should do some open mics, you know, and we should go and and perform. You know, I'll bring my guitar, you can play your keyboard or whatever, and and she's like, I don't know about the open mics. And I said, listen, (laughs) music open mics are not like comedy open mic no because you no. know she went to that shocker bra open mic and did a set mm-hmm. and you guys were there mm-hmm. and, and she didn't didn't necessarily groove on the on the whole uh vibe of you know the comics really not listening and sort of you know whatever. right 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 and, and i was like listen music open mics are supportive yeah yeah and, and i don't know why that is is that just because you know people make music to make merriment and sometimes people make comedy just to get rid of their demons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the difference is, and I don't know. Um, well, the few music open mics I've been to, it seemed like uh, everybody was a little more comfortable where where they were in life too. It was like yeah. some older folks, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, that makes sense. It, it just and it yeah. seemed like they were a lot of love fest i'm doing this for the love of music and, and like you said everybody was supportive or whatever you know and the one i went with you the guy's asking me you know yeah, you getting up you there play, I, I told him i played a triangle you that's know that's right yeah this, yeah this with a straight face like yeah i, I forgot my triangle you know? just like jazz triangle or whatever and the guy's like huh yeah I have, to, I have to tell the guy, I'm like, he's full of shit. Like, don't listen to this guy. He's just oh, bullshit. I'm a bullshitter. Right, you're not full of shit. I'm not full of shit. <laughs> different. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think this is a total different vibe. And it was, yeah, total yeah. different vibe. So, yeah, I can understand how you get satisfaction out of helping people, you know, help, you know, giving people a, a boost. So yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, good. yeah, good. yeah. Give back, man. It's a good thing that we're talking comedy right away because um, we have a, a guest on the show today who 
uh, has done comedy, has been a comedian in his his life, uh, and and also a friend of yours, friend of mine, friend of Casey. The reason why I took the class is it, is because of Dave. Because I wasn't going to take the class, and then he said, "Man, just." Take the class. Take the damn class. And that's why I did it. I'd been thinking about it. I told this story before. I'd been yeah. thinking about it. That's why you, and you were in the same situation, right? You you paid the, the late yeah, the late fee. I don't want to do it by myself. And so then I paid another late, late fee, fee for yeah. Sonny to get on. <laughs> and, that, and that's 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 the thing. When Dave said take the class, I said, all right, I'm going to do it. And then, yeah. So yeah. That, that's the reason why. Yep. Okay. Well, you know what? We should just we should bring him on. Without further, in, further ado, let's call the guy up. What if he's not home? Mm, what then we say? Just take a shot. Just say Dave's not here. Dave's not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get him on. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's let's see if we can get this guy on the phone here. Let's see if he does. Dave's not here. I moved out your way. Hello. Uh yeah. This is uh, um, uh. This is Dave. <laughs> Hello. Dave. Dave's not here. Dave. Dave Schmidt. David Albert Schmidt, how you doing? Yeah, man. Yes, welcome. Welcome to the Old Dogs. New Tricks Podcast. I'm sitting here with Joey Pepin and um you know, we were just trying to figure out what to do, so we figured we'd give you a call, man, and see what you're up to, man. Glad you gave me a call. Yeah, yeah. How's it going, man? It's going. It's going. We're uh, we're gearing up for hurricane season out here in North Carolina. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Hurricane hurricane season. Um, yeah. Are you on the coast? How co- how close are you to the coast? No, we're uh, we're two my uh, let's see, two hours inland. I'm near Raleigh, so yeah, we're two hours to the coast, and then like two hours from the mountains. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. And like I said, you're familiar with Joey, right? You listen to the podcast. He's a loyal. He's a, he's actually commented on. Uh, really? Yeah. So you're the one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. I am. <laughs> yeah. So so today, what we're gonna talk about today, Dave, is uh, we're gonna kind of reminisce a little bit. We're gonna talk a little comedy. We're gonna talk whatever comes up, really. You know sure. what I mean? Because that's that's what the people like to hear. Uh, you know, me and Joy like getting to know each other. We talk about like friends we had and stuff growing up and uh, uh, like different people in the comedy circles and stuff like that. So I thought, you know what? It's time. It's time to bring one of my oldest friends on here and uh, you know <laughs> and, and let's do that. I'm to- and I'm totally sober too, right? Now, Dave, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know because you know the difference between our conversation uh sober and uh non-sober it's only because yeah. it's early <laughs> yeah, 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 man. so joey before i get into it, what, what, what you want to say something yeah yeah well you know what casey's you know he, he thinks we're going to talk about comedy and he wants to you know talk about other well, i want what i want to know is like some dirt on the young kc you know like i'm oh, yeah. i'm trying to find out like how like when you guys knew each other how old were you you guys just young kids or young kids like 10 KC moved KC moved to our school when he was in uh fifth grade fifth grade uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. and then what then, then how, for how long until you were a teenager or what you guys yeah like uh well I kind of bounced though so to like freshman year then I went back to Atlanta ah okay freshman and year and then uh yeah. and then I kind of I, I went to like a few days alright so then Mike if you, if you made it to freshman year together my question is what were y'all drinking like what was your <laughs> were you guys like were I ain't you, even gonna answer this were you, were you <laughs> no no I ain't gonna answer this because I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna say thing. Dave Dave what, what was our drink of choice way back when, when not in fifth grade obviously man alright yeah that's vodka yeah. <laughs> we drank milk okay. and, 
and before he answers, this is a small town, real small town. Okay. Like like the the school uh, was K through twelve. Oh, okay. Small town. All right. So Gra- they, graduated twenty people each year. Yeah, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So so what what was the drink of choice, Dave, when we started uh, drinking when we were. 19 or 20 years old. <laughs> I, I'd have to say old Milwaukee. Bam! <laughs> See? <laughs> yes. That's it, man. Nice. Milwaukee, Milwaukee's best. Uh, yeah, see, Milwaukee's best. That was ours. Milwaukee's that was our best. thing. Uh, we just yeah. call it the beast. Yep. Uh, the beast. It, it was always uh, quantity over quality. That was, that was yes, the sir. model. Man. Yeah. How much, how much for, change for the beer and other things. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I tell you one of the first things that I see. Dave probably don't remember this. All right, I'm thinking about uh, not not just comedy, but but he, he was a funny. He's a funny guy. You know, he went. He was the funny guy, right? Mm-hmm. When I got there, and uh, one time I don't know what grade we may be in middle. No, probably seventh grade. He was eating his sandwich at the lunch table. And he said, this sandwich is doing some Three Stooges stuff to me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And all the kids are watching him. And he had the sandwich. And every time he went to bite the sandwich, he would open the sandwich. So, like, he went to bite it, but the sandwich would open its mouth. <laughs> and he started looking around, right? <laughs> and some of the kids laughed. But I remember being so impressed with his detail. Like, he did it exactly like the Three Stooges <laughs> or Abbott and Costello or somebody would do. I, I just remember watching, like, like... Guy's yeah, good, man. and and you you probably didn't laugh, right? Everybody else is laughing, yeah. and you're just thinking about it. You're like oh, analyzing the it. shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you laughing, Casey? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that was probably one of those deals where I was practicing like with my index finger when no one else was looking. You know, for like <laughs> yeah. ten minutes before, and I'm like, oh, I finally got it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what just came to mind, you guys, about this sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. And um, and then uh, uh, he he he, I think we bonded over mimicking yeah. movies, mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. There's whatever movies out. And then again, this this is now I'm the only black kid. This is this is the other side. I'm the only black kid then. Mm. So Dave would know if I brought up black movies, whatever he would know it. Mm-hmm. One of the few. And this ain't like nowadays. This is. 80s. Then the days. Right. Yeah, and and, and you right. know, it, it, the world was not, we didn't have internet and all that stuff, because everybody wasn't hip to what was going on, small town, so right. he knew a lot of this stuff, and I remember my older brother saying, like, yeah, it's a cool-ass white boy right there. <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah. And, and that was the badge of honor. Brother. Badge of honor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he can quote Dolomite, he's cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Dave, man, tell us a little bit about your comedy career, man. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like you know when did you get started anyway um well you know it's funny when i when i was young you know again growing up in this really small town we didn't you know obviously know my parents weren't taking me any clubs or anything like that but even as a young kid i always like envisioned myself as a comic or an actor (laughs) i don't know it sounds weird but i i always I, like I remember, like the first time I was on stage doing stand-up, and the first time I did um, uh, live acting, I remember thinking, "Yep, this is exactly how I how I pictured it." You know, so I always kind of had it in my mind. But when I was, um, I remember when I was younger, probably one of the first influences. I mean, I was like maybe five, six years old, and um, 
we're, I was with my grandmother at a family friend's house, and I went into the attic, and I found four Bill Cosby records. Oh. Yeah, exactly. and, and I asked the lady if I could if I could have them. She said sure. And I went home and I listened to those those uh, albums. And you know, I was young enough. I, I I didn't understand half of it, but the other half that I did, you know, I I, I just fell in love with it. So yeah. Yeah. that's kind of where it started. Yeah, the old. Uh then we say, uh, buck, buck, number one. <laughs> yeah, buck, yeah. Buck, number two. What was that? A piece of paper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's our, that's our problem. We got a lot of inside jokes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of inside jokes. But uh, that was the buck, buck routine from, uh, I don't know what yeah. Cosby album that was. Uh, and then, you know, that's when they're jumping on each other's back and then Fat Albert comes out. <laughs> Albert weighed 350 pounds on it. Did you hear that? Somebody tried to call in this other line. Yeah, I heard oh, that. That's weird. Oh, the phone lines are blowing up. We've counted up before you're out in the air, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you fell in love with the Bill Cosby records, figured that's where you need to be. Like, yeah. did, did you, you know, did you go to school for it or did you just like jump right in as a, you know, a teenager or a young adult or, you know, like. No, um, when I, uh, when I went to college, uh, I, I tried out for the, uh, TV news, or not TV news, but the TV television station had like a sitcom thing, and I tried out for that, and I did some a little acting with that. But then um, one of the local bars in town had an open mic night where the theater group from the college would go down there and perform. And uh, my buddy kind of kept daring me to do it, and uh, I put it off, put it off, and then I finally said, okay, this, this Thursday we're going to go down there and I'm going to do it no matter what. And I prepped and I wrote and I practiced and I practiced and we got down there and I didn't realize that it was like the Thursday before the semester ended and the place was totally empty. No one was there. <laughs> Sounds like so, an open mic my buddy for, yeah. But my buddy from Long Island, Phil Esposito, he talks the guy into turning the mic on and uh, so I got up there and I did my, did my two and a half minutes or whatever and I scrambled off stage and... Uh, Phil was acting as my uh, my uh, uh, manager at the time, I guess. So he he uh, he got the bar owner to give me a shot of whiskey for my effort. So that kind of, yeah. nice. But then after that, I moved to Rochester, New York, um, not too far from Buffalo, and I joined an improv troupe. And um, funny thing about the improv troupe, you know, it's funny how some things just happen a certain way. Um, so I called the uh, the phone number for this improv troupe. Uh, they had to add in the paper back then. And <laughs> I called the number, no no answer. I called it one more time. And I said, you know, this is it. Uh, I'm not gonna bug them anymore. Apparently they don't want me. Uh, about two days later, this old guy calls the number back. And he says, hey, are you the kid calling for the improv troupe? And I said, yeah. And he says, they listed the wrong phone number in the paper. <laughs> Oh, he nice. said, but here's the number for the for the troop. And I'm thinking, if this guy never called me back, maybe none of this comedy stuff ever would have happened. Yeah, weird. Yeah. One of those cosmic really cosmic yeah. things. 
but we um but i did the improv troupe and we uh one of our spots we played in the back of an irish pub and the guy had a legit stage and everything was totally separate from the bar and he pulled me aside one day and he was a big big fan of stand-up comedy and he uh he said hey i like some of the impressions you do and some of the uh uh characters he said would you ever think about doing your own stand-up night and i'm like what are you kidding me of course of course i had no other than that five minutes that, you know, or three minutes in college. Um, but of course I said, yes, I was smart enough not to turn it down. So, right. so from there it just went for like three or four years, just kind of scrambling to put a, put a show together. And I think we were doing two a month <laughs> for a while. And then we backed off to one a month, but, um, but yeah, that was just kind of piecing it together and seeing what we could do and lots of experimental stuff. Um, was that you and, and some of your other people from the yeah, the improv troupe that were also you know performing comedy, or did you, did you find other local comics to, to sort of fill in the? Uh, I, I got other comics. See, that was kind of the weird thing that that was our improv uh, kind of our home base, but he only asked me to do the stand up thing. Uh, he he mm -hmm. kind of picked me out, but yeah, I would. I finally got to the open mics and started you know networking and, and bringing people there and. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty good. I think we had it ran like four four or five years. <laughs> That's and um, and then from the open from the open mic networking, um, one of the guys who was a comedian, he also worked as a booker. He um, he put me he picked me up and uh, you know kind of kind of all went from there. You nice. know, just I, I did mostly um, mostly upstate New York. You know, like Buffalo, Syracuse. Um, Rochester, obviously, driving like around that. in the winter time. Yeah, that, that ups. <laughs> yeah, I see, Casey. Yeah, I yeah. told you you had to network at the open mics. Yeah, you got to yeah. talk to people. You got to like. Yeah, yeah. I talk to the right people. Oh, the right people. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I pick and choose. See, that's talk. the problem. Is that like you figured out who the right people are. I just talk to everybody. Oh, no, <laughs> right people. <laughs> so what? you're always talking to some guy in the corner. He thinks he's a club owner. It turns out he's the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but he can get me in the door. He's got keys. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you enjoy more the improv or, or just you the mic in the crowd now uh you know it's funny they're, they're two different animals the, the improv is a lot easier because you have no control over it you know mm -hmm. they you know they're gonna throw something at you and you just have to uh you know react so right. that's the nice part which as opposed to the stand-up which you guys know you know you get you grind and grind over how to say a word should i say this loudly yeah. should i whisper it should i mm -hmm. change this word and you know that then it's just the you know the preparation for the stand-up but, but the one thing i do i do like about the stand-up is you know it's just you and the microphone yeah and yeah. the crowd is just kind of very pure but let's hear let's hear a bomb did you i mean you probably never bomb right if he's a comedian he's definitely bombed yeah, he's not, he, did you bomb ever? oh me yeah Oh yeah, that's uh, seventy-eight percent of my career. <laughs> what's, no. what's the worst one you got? You got a good. I love a good bomb story. I really do. You you got a good one? Um, I do have one. I do have one. But you, you know what's funny? Um, early in my career, you know, I was talking about the experimental stuff at at the Irish pub. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard Bill Burr one time, and I, I I was so happy to hear him say this. He talked about this thing as like kind of like uh, comics remorse or something he called it, and that's where you're uh, you're in the shower getting ready for work, and all of a sudden you just get this chill up your spine, and you go, oh, oh my gosh, 
and it's where you're reliving like this horrible joke that you thought was going to be funny and it just bombed on stage <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just catches you off guard you know yeah um I do have those moments still, but I, I will say probably overall the biggest bomb. Um, I did a show uh, back in my hometown, which for Joey uh, in Rochester, where I was doing the uh, the the comedy up there. That's like two and a half hours from my hometown. Okay. So so uh, I went back to my hometown to the hotel that has three ballrooms, and I used to be a busboy there. And I rented out all three of those ballrooms. You talking uh, Lando's? As Lando's? No, no, this is the hotel, the Radisson Hotel. Radisson, okay, I got okay. So we took two of the ballrooms, sold out show. Um, I had me and three other comics, and it was probably the best comedy experience of my life. It, it, we're all, you know, we're coming off stage, we're high-fiving each other. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard this expression, you know, somebody says, man, we could read off the phone book to those people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, just everybody was just, is the best ever. Yeah. Fast forward to three months later when I come back, sell, this, sell both rooms out again, I bring me and two other comics. And there's another expression that they use in comedy. It's called eating shit. (laughs) 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 And uh, I ate shit on stage the whole time. As a matter of fact, it got so bad. What I did was I I opened and then I was, I I put myself in between the other comics. Uh, You know, just kind of spaced my time out. Um, It was so bad at the end. Yeah, I had like a, I had this bit where I was going to put on a mullet wig and I was going to wear these cut off jean shorts. I just totally bailed on the whole bit, and I just I came up and I just introduced the next comic and said, "Here he is." <laughs> and it took me it took me three years to watch that tape. That was the other great thing. The first show, do you think I had the, had the brains to tape that one? No. The second one, I caught every single second of the action. It took me three years to to watch. Does it? When you finally watched it back, was it as bad as you remember, or was it worse, or, or better? You know what's funny? It was it was not as bad as I thought. Yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, and I think you guys know from being on stage, you, I think you're hypercritical, you know, so oh, you're, yeah. you're right. looking for those big laughs, especially there, you know, I was looking for those full laughs from the first show to, to repeat themselves, and it just never happened. Did you did you end up having to, uh, was it new material three months later, or was it some of the, the same, you know, some of the... Here, well, here's another thing, trying to be so, you know, thinking I, I really had it together. I remember before the show, and this was great at the hotel, they put me up in, the, in like the owner's suite and everything. I had all my friends and family up there. Before the show, I'm, I'm writing new jokes. I'm, I'm writing new stuff to use right there. That I know. Thinking, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this, well, how, can this, how can this not hit? Yeah. Uh, Untested material for a sold-out crowd in your hometown. That was probably not a very smart move. <laughs> no. Here's, a, here, here's a, uh, one example I remember was, uh, as you probably caught from KC, that not a not a very diverse uh, uh, makeup of hold the up, population hold down up. there. Dave, Dave. Yeah. Wait up. See, Dave's been really good right now. He doesn't call me KC. KC is came much later in my life. Yeah. I like how he's doing that, though, man. I just yeah. wanted to point acknowledge yeah. him. 
thinking is broad. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Why would they usually call you motherfucker? Or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Call them by my street name, but yeah, you're right. Oh, that's right, yeah. Kmart? Right. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, Dave. Go ahead, man. No, man, it's all right. Anyway, just one of, one of my... Uh, uh, one of my punchlines. Well, I guess I should pre back up. One of my jokes is in the beginning. Uh, sometimes I would take a picture of the crowd, you know, just for posterity. And one of my punchlines uh, during one of my jokes that failed miserably was uh, something about a black guy, and I got a uh, groan from the crowd, and I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. What is the one black guy who lives in Corning? Is he here tonight?" <laughs> No, he moved. When I, got that, when I got that picture developed from the uh, from the photo mat, guess who was sitting in the back of the crowd? That one, there was one black guy in the whole crowd. I can't make it up. I swear. Did he? Did he speak up? And say, yeah, motherfucker, it's me. I'm here. That's no, no. I, I heard. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, a Seinfeld interview on the comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't oh, see that best, one. But. Oh, the best bomb story ever. He's like 16, 17. He uh, goes into, he, he lives on Long Island. He goes into Manhattan or wherever. Uh, tells his dad, you know, I'm going to get paid 50 bucks. You ain't got to pick me up. I'll take the train home. And uh, he was playing in between a band. In between the sets, Ooh, and he yeah, went up, fun. went up, bomb, right, you know. And then he said there was no green room, so I had to go sit in the crowd next to the people, and the people were talking shit to him, <laughs> like adults to this sixteen-year-old kid, right? So then they called him back up again. All right, we're gonna bring back at the comedian. He's like, people are like, oh shit, all right. He gets done, goes up to the manager. It's like, okay, you know, I'll pay me my fifty dollars. So the dude turns, look at him, says. You better get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> right there, man. Has to call his dad. His dad cusses him out all the way home. Oh, comedian, huh? Funny guy, huh? No, you're going to get your ass a job. You're going to get up early. You're going to work nine to five, damn it. And that was like like his second or third time or something. Now, wow. You think wow. everybody goes through it. You know what I mean? Everybody, yeah. There ain't no shortcut. And it true yeah yeah well you hear stories of uh you know uh, some of the some of the biggest comedians you know that 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 bomb um it's just because it, it's part of the thing you know it, it's just it's you can't i don't think you that's how you grow i would yeah. think you, oh, know? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you can't yeah. really yeah. get you know i don't know it's just unfortunately it's part of the it's part of the gig deal, you know deal, so so dave are you are you a big um blamer of the audience when you bomb like like some comedians <laughs> say, oh it's no. the crowd it's the crowd <laughs> yeah well it, um no because uh, good uh, there's always something uh, i don't know i always you always like to think that they're there to laugh you know so right um yeah, I never. I, I always. I always looked at it as like a kind of like a puzzle. You know, if, if you didn't get the reaction, um, you know, try to try to analyze and see what it what it was or what what you could have done different. You know, and also watching the comedians before and after you to see what worked yeah. that night. You know, you know, but you know, some 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 you know some audience are just hot and cold, and you know, there's no. 
Now, see, I don't think I have enough material or enough worked out material to like watch a crowd and you know see their reaction. Be like, oh, I need to switch up my set. You know, like I think that that would have to come with a lot more stage time and a lot more comfortable oh, yeah. comfort factor. Because yeah. you know, now yeah, I'm like, that's, well, that's not gonna work. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To switch to switch gears like that, that's uh, that would be a great asset. But have you ever yeah, have, have you ever had to try to do that? Like in the middle of a set, like you know, you had your set planned, even a list, and then like that's not working i'm gonna have to go somewhere else and and you know go a different direction that you weren't expecting to or is that usually ironed out before you step on stage or well i guess as far as that i don't know if i if i've totally shifted gears um mostly i stuck to my game plan because um what i experienced was and this is is when you try to figure out a crowd beforehand, usually it blows up in your face. Mm-hmm. And this happened before where I'd come out and you'd see like a younger, younger crowd. You'd think, Oh, they like it raunchy. You know, let me, let me, you know, use some of my dirty stuff. And I don't know if it was the time, if it was political correctness or what, and that you'd get the most moans and groans, you know? Mm-hmm. And then other times you'd look out and you'd see like kind of an older crowd, like, especially if you did two shows a night, if the young, if the early crowd was older people and the later was the younger drunk folks. <laughs> um, if it was the older crowd, you try to clean it up, and and that would bomb. So mm. I, for me, anyway, I just always tried to stick to my game plan because then I just figured I had a consistent product, and you know at least I couldn't blame it on the shifting of gear. So mm-hmm. right, yeah, because yeah, because you can you can I, I've I've seen that um, you can have the wrong set for the um, wrong crowd. Um, yeah, it's not really the crowd. It's just that it's funny how it's all communal. Like, I don't know. It's not like the crowd got together and decided this is what we're going to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, but, but there's a certain vibe. Like when we did a show at a small bar in uh, Algona, uh, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some of the stuff that usually works for me, and it was kind of lukewarm, you know. And then uh, some other comics were, I've seen them kill with this set lukewarm and then a female comic got up there and uh she did some raunchy stuff and she just destroyed just Hmm. killed like everyone was cracking up i'm like okay this this is the mood that they were in and uh i didn't have any uh penis jokes in my uh repertoire (laughs) you You didn't have any penis jokes pull out of your ass (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't even try because i don't really do it i'm not even comfortable doing it so it would come off like uh, you know what I mean? See, even the way you said penis was yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't have any penis jokes. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so I didn't even try, man. I was like, okay. I think they call uh, them dick jokes. Is that, is that what yeah. they're calling them now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cocktails. Back in 88, um, we still said penis jokes and everything. So. Uh, hey, hey, so switch gears a little bit, though, Dave. Because um, yeah. we talk about music a lot here, too. And Joey, Joey's always like, man, you know some white shit. Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. you're talking to, here's the reason why. Yeah, I was going to. the guy who ruined my life, man. <laughs> right. Dave is the reason why I know a lot of this. Um, uh, him and his older brother, John. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember when, when I first got there, I probably told this before. This was like rat. And doing that, this is hair metal, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think like 
Wasp, and you know, Motley Crue. You know what I mean? And yeah. John would play this music so loud, man. Just, just I would cover my ears. I would literally cover my ears and hold them because that's how much I couldn't stand the music. <laughs> and then he played Def Leppard, and you're like, wait, this speaks to me. No, this <laughs> it speaks it to me. Actually, it took, it took a while for me to uh, get into that, man. Um, Dave, Dave, what do you think? What's the first group, man, you think that I uh, kind of said, okay? Um, you can get down with oh. this. Oh boy, uh, I'm trying. To... Well, uh, it could be. Uh, it, well, I would say Ingve Malmsteen. <laughs> you went deep on that one. Man. <laughs> he even said Ingve. <laughs> yeah, you went deep. I forgot about Ingve, man. Yeah. I don't even see. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking uh, about. Yeah, because uh, he's he a guitar guy. But was he German? Because everybody else used to call him Ingwe. Yeah, because but devil. we had one friend Leon who insisted on calling him Ingve in the native tongue. Of Hingbe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he a singer or a guitarist? Or both? I mean, was he solo? I don't even remember. He was a, yeah, he was one of the uh, guitar virtuoso guys. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like a yeah. <laughs> boy, I, um, for your question, boy, I don't know. I'd have to say, like, um, yeah, it had to be like Rat or um, uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted yeah, so I'm it's probably something a little bit more palatable, like Twisted yeah, Sister, yeah. Bon Jovi or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Well, I think I was kind of. I think Bon Jovi wasn't cool to listen to, though. Yeah, and that was a little. Right. You're, that was a little later. later yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. No. That. You know, even though I did, but right. yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with Judas Priest back in those days. You yeah. know, and Ozzy, yeah. and you know, those were those were big back then. It wasn't quite hair metal, but you know. Yeah. That, no, no, but yeah, that's that was the sound of, of that yeah. then. But but when Run DMC hit, see, I used to play hip hop, <clears> and they didn't like the shit at first. Okay, right. But when Run DMC hit, that warmed it up. Then when the beat just came out boom yep. it's paid public enemy public enemy for dave and at first he didn't like it but then one day it just clicked i remember like because i it read does the sound lyrics like noise. you read the lyrics yeah. what it was? I, I read the lyrics on the on the jacket of the cassette yeah boy <laughs> that's right man yeah 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 it's, i was hooked after that and then it was all nwa ghetto boy yeah he got deep in we, public enemy yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, well. in public enemy we had that nwa straight out of compton cassette that we played so much the uh the the lettering was worn off it oh, so yeah. you couldn't read it and wow. i i believe the tape pop the tape yeah. broke biggie smalls man let my tape rock till my tape pop those are those were sad times when those tapes would would break you know yeah. especially those good ones that you wore out yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to splice it with the scotch tape. Oh yeah, we've done that. Yeah, done that. Dave, tell them about your first time um, reading Ebony magazine. <laughs> 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 or was it Jet when you were at my house? Was it Jet or Ebony? Uh, I think you had. I think you had an equal equal uh, Jet and Ebony magazine. <laughs> tell them. Tell them what. But tell I think it was Ebony that. because. So um, yeah, I'm at Mayu's house for a sleepover. You know, fifth, sixth grade, and I pick up this magazine and flipping through it and then it suddenly occurs to me and I say right out loud nice at a nice volume hey there's nothing but colored people in this magazine <laughs> oh my heart stopped man when he said that I was like oh my the people still see like oh my I don't even remember what I said. I said something to you like, "Whoa, eat!" You know, yeah. You know, you go, "Dad, <laughs> Daddy!" <laughs> you, know the scene, you know the scene out in the movie where they they cut right to the slap of the face. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like that. <laughs> my, in, uh, in case he says, "Hey, hey, don't, hey, you want to say cards?" 
white people, you don't say colored people. <laughs> oh, okay, well, all right. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose there's probably worse things you could have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me, I heard worse, man. Oh, I bet. That, that, that was groundbreaking, all right? It's the same motherfuckers now. We're like, oh, there's no race. And that was the most racist motherfuckers ever, okay? I'm right. just being honest with you, man. I heard, like, I had to figure out when to fight. Like, I heard niggas so much. I had to figure out when it was, like, the time to fight and right. then to just say... Right. Yeah, I think you know we I think get. we had a sign up sheet at one point. People had to people had to set an appointment to fight uh, <laughs> yeah, get in yeah. line. I'm serious, yeah. man. It was fucked up for. Uh, it is yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small town like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small town, but you know, same folks now. You see, I'm like, oh, I don't know. No, I never. I didn't grow up like that. We didn't. Have motherfucking please. Okay, right. I know you. You know what I mean? Well, right. what do you, how much of that though do you think uh, is ignorance too? You know, like some people in a small town like that where there are no black folks. You right. know, in in it seems to me like the people who are the most you know uh, I don't know xenophobic is the word but like you know anti-Muslim have never met a Muslim person or people who are the most racist have never met anybody you know outside of their race or they never really talked to like a Mexican guy or any you know like so I mean not to say that it's you know, excusable, but maybe a little understandable that, you know, the, people are driven by their fears and their insecurities. So, of course, I don't know anything about this, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be opposed to it, no matter what, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, so maybe now. I, I, uh, I remember I remember in fifth grade, um, a kid sitting behind uh, KC in, in class, and I remember he was leaning up, leaning way ahead, and, uh, he said, how do you get your hair like that? Do you use little rollers? Because he was dead serious. And I look back now, at first I thought he was being a jerk. But I really think, like you're saying, just oh, yeah. because he had no experience in that, physically, that's the closest he had ever been to a black person. Mm. That's he, was, he, he was yeah, the presence he was like, of greatness. Presence yeah, of greatness. Like, my daddy fucked me up, put me in that damn environment, just left me out there. <laughs> my dad is old school. I go home, dad, like, you know, you just pro-black motherfucking, you got me here, and this is what they're saying. Oh, you'll be all right. No, no big lectures, no whatever. He just, just yeah. you'll, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Yep, yep, you yeah, figure yeah. it out. And then he go back to singing uh, Otis Redner, sitting on the dark little bed. <laughs> thanks, thanks, daddy. I appreciate that fucking heart to heart, man. I'm out here dying, man. <laughs> yeah, but look, now, what you know, what didn't kill you made you stronger he you was know? right yeah he was right but yeah. you know when you're going through it right so like please man, please man and dave's six five too so we bonded over ball basketball oh, okay we ball and stuff like that too man so, so yeah. he was dunking all over kids man nice. it was like we're in small town like a black kid and a six five kid show up to the courts and shit you know everybody's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, might, I might have even had my uh brian bosworth blonde mohawk yes nice. yeah yeah we, we, yeah, yeah. Nice. We go, we go to different towns and stuff, different courts, play ball. I, I had a Brian Bosworth haircut, too. I was, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think I ever got the stripes on the side with the colors, but I did have the yeah. spike. Yeah. His then uh, they're white. When <laughs> David was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mother is a beautician, so she did it all up all nice. So, yeah, it was bleach blonde, and uh, I had the Nike swooshes on the side of my head. <laughs> wow. Oh, That's, yeah. That is hardcore. Was that, was that like Oklahoma? Uh, Bosworth or was that Seahawks Bosworth or were you you know were you that deep I think it was more Oklahoma I was going yeah, to Oklahoma yeah, yeah okay because I was like that'd be impressive if no. you know the Seahawks could reach all the way out there to I was going to say at that time Seattle's the a foreign country man that's that's how you thought about Seattle right. yeah like hope it's, oh, yeah. I'll never go there. South Alaska way out there yeah, yeah man yeah 
Yeah, man. It was. It was a. Uh, the small town, though, the, the, I, I guess the biggest thing about it, though, is uh, being in a small town compared to, like, being in Atlanta. It's like, it wasn't hot. Like, everybody knew it, you know what I mean? Right. And, hey, hey, man, but we had we had our uh, our cultural center right in the middle of town. What was KC. that? What was that? Uh, Donnie's Red and White uh, <laughs> General Store. That's <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts or something? Yeah. yeah. No, ain't no Dunkin' Donuts. Ain't no McDonald's, nothing. Man. You wow. Had go, you had to go to another town. Wow. For that, yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 town where we grew up was so small that our mailing address oh, had the name of the uh, neighboring town to the east. Our <laughs> the school that we went to was the neighboring town to the west. Wow. And we had one. I think there's one stop sign, no stop lights. Yeah. The general yeah. store had one gas pump by the side of the store, not even like a pull-up thing. So, right. so how the. How the fuck does a kid from Atlanta make it get there? Like, how, what brought you to that place anyway? Yeah, talking to my daddy, man. I know your dad, but what the fuck is your dad doing there? My dad just do shit like that. He did he, like, did like he have a, for a job, maybe? I mean, well, he had a job, but then he wanted to own more land, so he bought all this land up in, uh, up in the hill, up in, in South Bradford. So he bought like whatever thirty four acres, something like that, mm. um, on that. But that's that's how that's how he was. Um, and then once he gets tired of doing that, he would just move and we we do something else, man. You know, so hmm. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, made me who I am today, though, man. So yeah, well, you know what? What gets me not just like the hair bands. You know, when 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 you start singing along to the fucking Carpenters and shit, I'm like, where does this come from? <laughs> well, then that's just the radio's KZ106. Right? <laughs> that's where all that. Yeah. That's where all that. And it was more singing like Tiffany and rock. shit. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> your, your Steve Miller's and all that. That was just from. Uh, I was I was just gonna say a huge disappointment is whenever. Uh, Casey and I get together. I want to listen to Gangster Rap, and he wants to listen to Steve Miller and Steely Dan. Same. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, I met up with Dave in Phoenix, man. Uh -huh. and uh, I didn't. I didn't. He didn't say anything. I was playing music the whole time, and then when his his wife, me and his wife, were in the car, it's like, yeah, I've been waiting for you know Mario to play some public interest, and he's been playing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, hey, Gordon Lightfoot, what yeah. the fuck, man? This, I mean, we, we had we had a big, huge garden. We had animals and stuff, so we'd always have the radio on. Right. And we'd be waiting. Like I said, we'd be waiting for Michael Jackson or Prince to come right. on. Right. But you heard all those songs, and then every once in a while, they might play yeah, they that. Might. Yeah. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, uh, going back to Cali, LL Cool J, uh -huh. first time. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never bought that tape because Dave recorded off of Rick D's Top 40. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're listening to Rick D's Top 40. Dave recorded it off of Rick D's, man, and that's, that's, that's funny. why I had going back to Cali, man. That's yeah. funny. So then, then when you you left, you said you went to high school. You went back to Atlanta for a little bit, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What, but what's your question? Well, so you know, in this age of of social media, it's so easy to keep in contact with people. But like I know for for some of my old friends, uh, and we were just talking about phone numbers. You know, we used to memorize yeah. phone numbers. You know, people would move. They you know, oh God, they moved. Right. They don't have their number. Like, how were you guys able to to just keep? you know connected all these throughout these years i mean were you, were you pen pals or did you just you know always make you know keep each other abreast of numbers or whatever because back then shit, you yeah. kids don't understand but it was so easy to lose contact with people so easy yeah i think we talked man on the phone yeah. i don't think we really wrote letters yeah it was always phone always yeah. phone contact even um yeah, even when you were in the military in england and yeah we always managed to yeah yeah i mean it might have been 
three times a year. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but but yeah, somehow, some way. And right. then um, if ever, whenever I could, because my oldest son is in New York, so every time I would go back to New York, I would see mm -hmm. Dave and things like that. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you, you know, it takes an, uh, an extra effort, you know, to, to maintain those long distance friendships, too. So that's yeah. cool that y'all are, you know, we're able to, to, yeah. to do that. And, yeah. and here we are, you know, oh, 10, 10 years later or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's older than us. You know. Oh, shit. Casey has a running joke where he'll say, yeah, don't you remember in uh, fifth grade when, when I told you, you know, Dave, someday you're going to live in Raleigh, North Carolina and have a daughter, <laughs> and I'm going to be living in Seattle, and I'll be doing stand-up comedy? Mm -hmm. And we're like, no, no, we've never not thought not that. All <laughs> this dreams, not know all yeah. these dreams whatsoever, man. So, yeah. So, yes. Dave, are you, are you still doing comedy now? You still... Uh, I, last time I was on stage was I think a year ago. I mm. did uh, I did a comedy contest here in Raleigh, and uh, but that's about it. It's funny where uh, people ask me um, when the last time you're on stage, and I say, well, about four and a half years ago, and they'll say, how old is your daughter? And I'll say, she's about four and a half years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just other things come up, and you know, it's funny though. I, I you know I can make all the excuses I want, but. Um, there's a guy back in Rochester that I used to work with named Dan Viola and he is he's pretty much a full-time comic he does corporate gigs he does all the big clubs back home uh, he travels on top of that he's a full-time uh, science teacher high school science teacher and he has wait for it seven kids Jeez. Mm. And this guy still makes time to do it and make it happen. And so, his wife is a saint, apparently. Man, I'll tell you, I, you know, like I said, I, I make all the, all the excuses of why I'm not hitting open mics and stuff. And, you but know, you're still in it, though, man, because he's my writing partner. So everything I write, oh, yeah. I bounce and off and I, to get insight. And, the, you know, and the, sickness, the sickness is I'm always writing. Like, my phone is just full of notes, you know, just... Yeah, hmm. Yeah, you know, it's all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's right. Do you see yourself like getting back into it once you know, once your daughter gets into school and is a little bit, you know, a little older and all that? Or, or I mean, is that a hope, or is it just sort of? Yeah, I I think I will. I I always aspire to, and um, but also I you know it's funny um with KC with his with this new endeavor into comedy I find that um the little bit of help that I work with him um I enjoy that almost as much as. Doing it myself. And, does, uh, does he send you the videos? You get to watch the the the, the somewhat finished product on the stage. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, it's funny. Like again, like hearing hearing the joke. You know, you know the setup. You know the setup. You're waiting for the punchline. It's almost it's almost like watching a, a play on the football field or the basketball right. court. You know, mm -hmm. you're waiting for it to develop, and then bam, you know, and then it hits. You know, <laughs> then he gets hit sacked. Short. Fumble, Zach fumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Interception. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pick six. <laughs> Dave's style is a lot different than mine too, so that's why it really works. Cause he can see things that I'm not seeing. You know, mm -hmm. he, can, he can he can help me get to stuff quicker, uh, and just it might be just a, that one word or that twist or that pause or something. He'll see something and mm -hmm. say, "Hey, try this," you know, and uh, and I actually. Try it, and I always tell them this because I'm like, hey, when you see me, can you see me applying the stuff that you told? Because I said it's frustrating being on that other end when you help someone, you write, mm -hmm. and you do something, and you watch them, and they do nothing. 
that you hmm. gave him. How do you know, you know? about that? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I always make it a point. He's talking about me. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a lot of inside jokes yeah, too. Yeah, inside but but I always say, hey, did you see? And now I don't say it as much anymore. But in the beginning, I always said, hey, I did apply that in right. that sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. That's got to yeah. be cool to have somebody who, who you know for for both of you guys. You oh, know, yeah. yeah. For yeah. Dave, obviously, you know, like you said, it, oh, yeah. it, it's it's satisfying for you in that respect, yeah. and you know, me Absolutely. knowing being a, a new comedian or well, you know, earlier comedian, I don't know, newer, I don't You're know. Still still, new, I'm, oh shit! I've like, got like I've got like an hour total on stage <laughs> in my whole career. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's nice to have some. I don't know if validation is the word, but you know, um, maybe it is. Val- yeah, so it is validating to have somebody who you respect is funny and obviously does it. Who says, "Yeah, that's good," or try this, right, or whatever. Right, right. So, yeah, you know what? Yeah, but you know, Joey, with what you're talking about, you, you know, you're talking like you've been away from the stage for a while, but it's really something about stand-up comedy that once you've done it forever you can say that you've done stand-up comedy and you, you know true. you know the yeah. feeling you know and, and and most people who don't go why oh my god that sounds so hard what do you why would you do that that oh my god i get, yeah. I get a lot of yeah. people who say that like yeah, oh my that's god that's a legit question <laughs> why would you subject oh. yourself to that oh my god. You know? what are you what are you stupid yeah. well yeah obviously yeah. what are you a glutton for punishment yeah yeah what are you a narcissist well kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> obviously laugh, the laugh is the payoff man that's the best feeling yeah. man when 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 they that's get right. it when they <clears> get it Mm-hmm. And when they make me laugh on stage, like, because they're laughing, yeah. that's it. I'm like, I'm good right now. I'm right. good, you know? But then building up to it, it's all anxiety and why am I doing this? This is stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing something else, you know what I mean? So, so Dave, I wanted to ask you, and I'm, I'm, I try to ask all the comedians we have on, but I always forget. But Casey, uh, Mr. Mayu just, uh, re- just reminded me. Um, so, as a comic, uh, obviously, you know we all deal with with you know depression and anxiety. Uh, what what is it that you do, you know, to sort of cope with that? You know, to how to cope with the stress and the anxiety, and and obviously, you know, the, the depression that comes with being somebody who wants to get on stage and make people laugh. You uh, like overall or like pre stage? Just sort of overall. Like, do you have a? I mean, you know, like me, I like to smoke weed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He probably keeps a 12 next to him. Old Milwaukee. Right. Yeah. Uh, I Personally, you know, it's funny. I'm a beer guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I drink I drink light beer by the gallons. Yeah. But, uh, but you know what's funny? Um, I, I've never had a drink before I've gone on stage. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny. Everybody got their own thing, but I've never done it, and I don't know if it's because I'm afraid if it'll mess up, or 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 for me if it kind of uh, you know cheapens the experience. Again, you know, some people some people can do both, but I I, I never was able to. Yeah, I think I've I've made the mistake of have you know trying to walk that fine line and and have gotten to the point where I've had one too many, and then uh-huh. you know just completely eat shit. Uh, and yeah. then go okay that wasn't a good idea <laughs> yeah. I've never been high though because that would I think I, uh-huh. that, that would really suck I'd be like they all know man yeah and that's common that's yeah, the that. out here like everybody is not yeah stage out here. and I mean yeah. no, I've been smoking weed since I was young and, and uh, it's sort of a 
part of my culture and uh i see some of these younger guys go up there and they get up and they're high before and they talk about how high they are and i'm like even someone who like me been since a kid i i there's no fucking way i could do that i just i just you know but i also don't do that when i do my job either i'm i it's very much separate like i could not be you know I know I really go outside if I've been high. You know, right. that, that's how I am, Joey. That's yeah. how I am. I need I need to lock the doors. Right. Twelve hours to do nothing and five pizzas ready to go. Right. <laughs> right. I got everything laid out. Like, what am I going to do? You know, and, and all that. Because yeah, but um, now I guess you know what I was hoping. What I was hoping you were going to say was you know med- meditation and and uh, yoga for to deal with the stress and anxiety. But yeah. I, I think that's that I, what I meant to say. Yeah, most, but I, your most but famous comics in history. I think that's what they used. Yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, Belushi, Pryor, <laughs> yeah, Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> I think they wrote, written, wrote some books about meditation and yoga. Yeah. The Zen of comedy. Yeah. 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 No, but that was that was very much what I expected. Because yeah, I think we all are, are. You know, we all have that. Uh, um, and and you know, some of us, some of the, some of these geniuses, I they they take it a little too far, and then they do heroin. And, and cocaine together, right? I yeah. think as long as we're we're staying away from that, I think we're okay. You know, at least together. You know, mixing them—that's no yeah. good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about alcohol and all that stuff anyway, marijuana. Because all that stuff, I can quit anytime I want. Yeah, that's what so. I. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a chicken or a turkey. <laughs> JP, I'd say I'd say you're the same now as when you had your first. <laughs> talking that marijuana commercial back in the day. Did you even look for a job today? No, no, no. Was it Joey? Did you? Yeah, he <laughs> had his him and his homeboy in the base. No, my, I, I called the guy and uh, yeah, he, no, my. Open, open the window, man. Open the window, man. Yeah. man, it isn't affecting me at all. Look at that, look at that, man. You see it, man? You were you were in Washington and we were in New York and yeah. we all we all saw the same commercial well, what about, and it stayed with us man what, with or us. what about where did you get this where did you learn how to do this stuff <laughs> you <laughs> I learned it from you okay <laughs> I don't know if that's exact <laughs> I learned it by watching you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, cool oh, cool Dave it's been great to talk to you man I, I really uh, I appreciate the perspective uh, you know the, the yeah. younger perspective on Casey it helps to uh, explain a little bit of uh, <laughs> you know who yeah. who the man is um and yeah, I wish I had some more dirt on it. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll send you some private messages. Nah, you did excellent on this interview. Okay, uh, see we're on the same page. You didn't go deep. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure you didn't go deep either. Yeah, yeah. you could have gone deeper on Dave. We could go deep. Yeah, true. true. Yeah, we go deeper. Yeah, we can try to keep it on the yeah, surface. Man. But uh, Dave's on the East Coast, man. I'm looking at my clock. It's almost <clears> two o'clock. So that means you know it's almost five o'clock. Oh. Where you at, Dave? It's five o'clock Uh-oh. somewhere, right? Five o'clock. Somewhere. Sounds like a light beer in my future. You got any, you got any uh, parting words? Any any words of wisdom or something for all the uh, tens of listeners? <laughs> no, yeah, I, uh, I just got to say uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'll make sure to comment so we can boost those uh, comments up to two hundred percent. There we go. Now we're talking. Hey, so I'll tell you his his last little inside joke. So. Uh, I don't think we went to the same school at the time. So we're at track sectionals, right? Mm -hmm. For track, um, which is, well, you know, sectionals. And uh, I was running 100 meters. That was for my 200 meters. And uh, they're announcing all the runners coming up. Mayu Calhoun, that's my name. Mm -hmm. And uh, in lane three, we got Marv Callahan. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Dave just ran with that shit, right? So on the podcast, when you see that uh, comment for someone on on it says, uh, uh-huh. "Family, you guys did a podcast at like, Marv Callahan." That's Dave, man. I looked it up, like Dave, man. <laughs> Marv, Marv Callahan. Callahan. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I, yeah. I remember our track coach leaned over to me and goes, "Oh, a fine Irish boy." <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I finished second and didn't make it. Man. Damn it. I didn't go to the next round. Damn man. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if Mayu would have made it, but Marv is slow. <laughs> Threw me off my whole game, man. Dude just changed my life right there. So, yeah. Slow ass yeah, Marv. So. Is there a fast guy named Marv? I don't no, think no, so. No, not Marv. No, 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 not at all, man. All right, Dave, man. We appreciate it, man. All right, we're going to let you uh, go and uh, handle your business. All right, guys. Thanks again. Man, it was cool to have him on, you know, some old friends. I like those episodes. I like these episodes, and we talk to our old friends. Hopefully, the listeners like them, too. Yeah, yeah, I think they do, man. I, I think, think they a lot do. Of this, this podcast is so self-serving for me. I don't... <laughs> That's all right, though, man. The older you get, nobody's looking out for you. Nobody cares about you, man. You care about everybody else. I, I miss the live, you know, this back and forth. I like, you know, what I was telling telling saying when he used to be on the radio. You know, I love that that live. live. Song, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Dave, Dave sounded... It's weird, man. He sounded like an adult. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you get caught up in uh, like a time warp or something. You have your relationship kind of remains where it was. Yeah. And I don't think of him like that. But then listen to him like, this guy's a fairly accomplished, been through some stuff. And he, he sounds like an adult. You know, I don't know if I sound like an adult or not, man. Nah, you, you know, sound like a grown up. Do I? It's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I know I've got a couple of friends who are, are perpetually going to be 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just a relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really strange, man, so yeah. Yeah, well, good, man. Uh, that was cool. Let's let's try to get another one uh, to, uh, quicker. I got a, I got a friend who's a comedian, or was a comedian. Maybe we can get him on the phone. Got a friend in Cali or something, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. we'll get him on. But the, the thing is, is I got he's got to listen to the show. Like, Dave's a listener. Right. I can't get Jason on, on the phone and, and be like, hey, how you doing? And have him and never heard, heard the show. <laughs> right, right, right. No. You, until, here's your homework. Then you right. be on our podcast. Right, right. Until then, no. Right, right, right. Hey, harsh? No, no, no. If 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 he says um, if he says that uh he doesn't want to do it, then you should end the friendship. Then. Oh okay. No, easy, easy, easy enough, man. Hey, I'm distracted right now. I gotta ask you something. What's this? Is that seventy sixes? What is that on your shirt? My shirt. Yeah. What's the seventy six represent? Represents the year I was born, sucker. I mean, that's that's what it is. 76. No, I'm saying you bought that shirt because that's the year you were born. That's it? Yeah. Cool. cool. It was a, I got it on a, one of those websites that had, it was like $6 t-shirts, funny shirts. Right. I got one that has a pig with wings. I got the, the one that says grammar police to correct and serve. Oh, ooh. So the 76 was like Ren or you can get now your birth ran, year. No, it was just some random shirt. And, and, ah, shirt that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, well, that's, oh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Then. Cool. Which cool. is great for the listeners who can see. I, I don't care about the listeners, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm distracted by the uh, shirt, man. Joey's wearing a t-shirt that has the letters, the number of the Letters seventy six seven and six seven and six. Okay, well we gotta go. We, we're going long. Yeah, uh, but thanks to Dave for being on the show. It was awesome. We'll have to you know do this again. Good looking out, Dave. Yeah, good looking out, man. And like comment. Don't don't have Dave be the only commenter. Okay? <laughs> Put another Marv Callahan. Yeah, up the Marv Callahan. <laughs> uh, and uh, I gotta thank uh, some production assistance provided by Doug Medlock, Roberta Solomon, and Stevie Cripps uh, at Six Sixty Sound for those off, off, awesome intro. Even though I put it together, they voiced it. I gotta give them shouts out. All right, shout out, shout out. So this has been the Old Dogs. No tricks. Podcast. Peace.